It's Tuesday, September 19th. I'm Josie Duffy Rice. And I'm Trayvell Anderson. And this is What a Day, where we are currently shopping around for someone to buy our entire back catalog. Yeah, we haven't produced any albums or chart toppers. Actually, we haven't made any music, but that's not the point. We know what we're worth. Yes, we do. If you're interested, we take Venmo, Cash App, Zelle, PayPal. Cash is fine, too. Just no crypto, please and thank you. On today's show, Hunter Biden has sued the IRS, claiming the agency illegally released his tax information. Plus, someone lost a whole fighter jet in South Carolina. And by someone, we mean the U.S. military. Right. (laughs) Of course they did. But first, five Americans who were detained in Iran for years are on their way back home. The release is part of a rare agreement between the U.S. and Iran and is in exchange for the release of Iranians and Iranian-American prisoners in U.S. custody and the unfreezing of some $6 billion in oil revenues that Iran can now use. This is surprising news. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about the Americans that were detained? Yeah, so they include Morad Tabaz, who is an environmental activist activist that was detained back in 2018, and Amah Shargi, who was also detained that same year while visiting Iran. There's also Siamak Namazi, who has been jailed in Iran since 2015, making him the longest-held American at least since Iran's Islamic Revolution in 1979. He's 51 now, and back in January, had sent a letter from jail to President Biden pleading for help. In a statement after his release, he said, quote, as a hostage, 2,800 and 98 days of what should have been the best days of my life were stolen from me and supplanted with torment. What I want more than anything is assurance that no one else will know the anguish that my family and I experienced. But sadly, many are suffering those miseries right now. In addition to Tabaz, Shargi, and Namazi, there are two other Americans who were released, but their names haven't been released publicly. In total, two of the five had served a majority of their sentences. The other three were awaiting trial and had not yet been convicted. All of them to the U.S. were wrongfully detained. And like I mentioned earlier, they were traded for a group of five Iranian prisoners held here in the U.S., most of whom were charged with or convicted on charges of violating sanctions laws. So nothing violent. One of the guys was serving out a 63-month prison sentence for obtaining equipment that could be used in missiles or nuclear weapons, and another had been sentenced back in February to 30 months in prison for buying high-tech electronic gear for Iran's nuclear program. So what else did the deal include? So in addition to some new sanctions on the country, the deal also included the unfreezing of nearly $6 billion of oil revenues that have been frozen in a South Korean bank account. That money has now been transferred to accounts in Qatar, but can only be used for humanitarian needs such as food, agricultural products, medicine, and medical devices, things that are not subject to U.S. sanctions. But it's this part of the deal that is already receiving criticism, even from Namazi, one of the released Americans. He said that in this situation, Iran has, quote, mastered the nasty game of caging innocent Americans and other foreign nationals and commercializing their freedom. And that's something that concerns Republicans as well. They believe that the transfer of the money is damaging to the United States' credibility abroad and could be an incentive for adversaries to wrongfully detain American citizens if they know that they can make trades like this. They also think, despite the restrictions 
restrictions on the funds that the unfreezed monies will be used to fund terrorism. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell said, quote, Over the past two and a half years, the administration's weakness and desperation have emboldened a massive state sponsor of terror and would-be nuclear-armed aggressor. The Biden administration's record of appeasement and squandered leverage has left America less secure. And then former Vice President and 2024 presidential hopeful Mike Pence also had some words, especially about a connected decision to all of this that allows Iranian President Ibrahim Rahisi to enter the U.S. to speak at the United Nations. Pence said, quote, when I'm president, I won't give criminals like Raisi a visa to allow them to set foot on American soil, and we will never, ever pay ransom to terrorists or terrorist states. Which, you know, I find really rich once you remember that back in 2019 and 2020, when Pence was vice president under that madman Trump, at least two deals were made to release Iranians from U.S. custody in exchange for a Princeton University graduate student and a U.S. Navy veteran. So really, really interesting coming from Pence himself. But guess what? Guess who will never be president? (laughs) Right. Mike Pence. (laughs) We can only hope. So, in other news, Illinois became the first state to eliminate cash bail legislatively on Monday. The law, called the Safety Act, is a major win in the fight against criminalizing poverty. And it includes some other provisions that are expected to improve the way that criminal courts operate in Illinois. So, I know some social justice folks in Chicago in particular that are really excited about this new law. Tell us more about it. I am really excited about this new law because it is, it's very exciting. It's a big step forward. We've talked about cash bail on the show before and what a biased tool it is. Basically, poor people are forced to sit in jail for days, weeks, even months on end because they don't have the money to get out, even if their bail is like $100 or $500 or $1,000. If you don't have the money, you don't have the money, right? And the problem is that cash bail doesn't actually detain the most dangerous people, but it just detains people with the least resources, which makes it a pretty imperfect way of assessing if someone should be held pre-trial. And these laws have like really serious effects on people's lives because if you're locked up even for a few days, right, you can lose your job, you can lose your housing, you can lose custody of your children even. Even if you've been locked up for like a relatively minor thing, it can have a major impact. So this law will hopefully reduce that unequal burden that is carried by the poor. Yeah, I know of so many people, people in my family who have spent entirely too long in a cell because they did not have the money to be able to get out. One of the interesting things, though, about this law is how it works. The way the law works will depend on the specific charges that a person is facing. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So it's an especially big deal for people charged with really low-level offenses like littering or some speeding charges or possession of marijuana over the limit. Those people will probably not even have to go to jail at all. They'll get a citation, a court date. They have to show up for court. It's like getting a traffic ticket, right? And there will be some exceptions to that where police will have discretion. But for the most part, these people won't even really be arrested. So that's a major, major change. For some more serious misdemeanors, like some shoplifting charges, underage drinking, people might actually be booked at the police station. They might actually get the handcuffs, go to the police station, but they likely won't be jailed. And for felonies that don't include allegations of violence, the accused may be detained, they may be released, They may be placed on electronic monitoring. It kind of depends on the circumstances. Mm -hmm. Depends on the person, depends on the actual accusation, et cetera. 
For more serious offenses like murder, domestic violence, and sex crimes, or for people perceived as a threat, which is a general word that gets abused by prosecutors very often, but let's take it at base value right now, prosecutors can seek to have that person detained pretrial. But the point here is that like there isn't going to be the same presumption that people will be locked up for all kinds of offenses and forced to pay their way out. We know who that hurts. It hurts poor people. And there are some other important protections that the law includes as well, like Detained people have the right to make three calls within three hours of being detained instead of the, like, you get one phone call that we see in the movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now you get three, and you get them fairly speedily. So there are some other improvements in the law as well. I always thought that one call thing was weird. Right. <laughs> I am not someone who has ever, you know, had to be in that position, praise the Lord. Right. However, I was like, just one call? What if they don't answer? I have missed more than one call from jail. And it does not feel good to miss a call from jail. You feel bad. All right. So tell us who is upset about this. I'm sure somebody, likely a Republican, is very upset about this because they always are when you are trying to help out poor people. Yeah, of course. Republicans are yelling and screaming that this will mean suffering for victims or potential victims of crime. But the actual truth is that now judges will be able to detain only the people that they think are an actual risk versus resorting to kind of setting high bond amounts reflexively. This idea that cash bail keeps people safe, it's really misleading. It often lets wealthier people out regardless of their actual threat to safety. We've seen dozens of people die in jails even recently. That should not be the price you pay for being arrested. Mm -hmm. It's not as if jails are rehabilitation facilities. They're not improving anything for anybody. They are basically just keeping people detained, often because they're poor. It's worth noting that this new system could also have many problems. Like there's the possibility of judges being overcautious. There's the possibility of judges relying too much on what we call e-carceration, meaning like electronic monitoring or other surveillance techniques. Perhaps they lock too many people at pretrial and then there's no way for them to get out. There could be negative externalities, but it's a big move to go forward with no cash bail across the entire state. And Illinois is the first state in the country to really do this. So we are going to see how it goes, but I'm hopeful. And that is the latest for now. We will be back after some ads. What a Day is brought to you by Viore. Viore Performance Apparel makes the perfect Mother's or Father's Day gift. Everything is designed to work out in, but it doesn't look or feel like it. And they're incredibly comfortable and cute and just the perfect thing to wear when I'm working from home or out and about, mostly at home because I'm not out and about. Yeah, yeah. I will say <laughs> I did not know clothes could be this is, I'm being dead honest. I did not know clothes could be as comfortable as they are before I had Viore. Yes. Clothes can be so comfortable. Nobody told me. Smooth like butter, soft. They're so good. On the skin. I, I just love living in Viore. Viore is offering What A Day listeners 20% off your first purchase when you go to viore.com slash wad. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash wad. And enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. 
They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. What a Day is brought to you by Ramp. We are all looking for ways to simplify our finances. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that true? <laughs> or tax week? Man. That is why there's Ramp. Ramp is a corporate card and spend management software designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. Two things we love to do. Love that. With Ramp, you are able to issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions and automate expense reporting so you can stop wasting time at the end of every month. Wow. This is huge. Ramp is super easy to use. Get started and start making payments in less than 15 minutes. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash wad, ramp.com slash wad, R-A-M-P dot com slash wad. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank, members FDIC, terms and conditions apply. Let's get to some headlines. Headlines. Hunter Biden, President Joe Biden's son, sued the IRS yesterday, alleging that the agency unlawfully released his tax information. He claims that two agents breached his privacy rights and, quote, targeted and sought to embarrass him when they shared details about his taxes to Congress and the media. While the suit doesn't specifically name them, the allegations focus on disclosures made by IRS investigators Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler, both of whom testified before Congress and made public statements and appearances about their probe into Hunter Biden's tax liabilities. Lawyers for the agents have previously said they're protected under whistleblower laws, but Hunter's legal team argues that's not the case because such laws are meant to protect whistleblowers if they catch any alleged government wrongdoing, not allegations against a private person. Among other things, Hunter Biden is asking for $1,000 for each unauthorized disclosure and also wants the IRS to admit that it unlawfully revealed his confidential tax information. Mr. Speaker, today I'm rising to inform the House of an extremely serious matter. That was Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau addressing lawmakers in the country's House of Commons yesterday afternoon with some serious accusations surrounding the death of a prominent Sikh activist. Over the past number of weeks, Canadian security agencies have been actively pursuing credible allegations of a potential link between agents of the government of India and the killing of a Canadian citizen, Hardeep Singh Nijar. Back in June, Hardeep Singh Nijar was shot to death in his truck by two masked gunmen outside a Sikh temple in British Columbia. The shocking killing raised fears within the Sikh community that Nijar, a Canadian citizen, was murdered over his political views. He was a vocal advocate of creating an independent Sikh nation that would include parts of northern India. Shortly after Trudeau's comments, Canadian officials expelled a top Indian diplomat, specifically the head of India's external intelligence agency in Canada, while the investigation into Nijar's death continues. The move comes amid mounting tensions between Canada and India, especially when it comes to India's human rights record. Critics of Prime Minister Narendra Modi have pointed to the growing trend of violence against religious minorities since his Hindu nationalist government came to power in 2014. Back in this country, an ugly legal fight over a heartbreaking case in Indiana is getting uglier. A disciplinary panel from the state Supreme Court has accused its own attorney general, Todd Rakita, of professional misconduct. This is over remarks he made last summer about Dr. Caitlin Bernard, the Indianapolis doctor who provided an abortion for a 10-year-old rape victim from Ohio. 
The little girl was forced to cross the state line for the procedure to avoid being charged in her home state after Roe v. Wade was overturned. Rakita told Fox News last year that his office would investigate Dr. Bernard for child abuse and abduction and also called Bernard a, quote, abortion activist acting as a doctor with a history of failing to report. Needless to say, that claim has since been proven very false. Monday's complaint alleges that Rokita improperly disclosed his office's investigation on national TV before making a referral to the state's medical licensing board, and that he broke rules that bar attorneys from using tactics to, quote, embarrass, delay, or burden a third person. And just last Friday, Rokita's office filed a federal lawsuit against the state's largest healthcare system, alleging that it violated patient privacy laws, when Dr. Bernard went public about the girl's story, an early review by the hospital system cleared Bernard of any wrongdoing, though she was hit with a small fine by the state's medical licensing board. Negotiations between the Writers Guild of America and the major Hollywood studios are expected to start back up tomorrow. The meeting comes as writers have now been on strike for more than 140 days. And in a message to union members confirming the sit-down, the WGA said, quote, You might not hear from us in the coming days while we are negotiating, but know that our focus is getting a fair deal for writers as soon as possible. The last time the union met with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, or AMPTP, was last month, and they haven't met since. We'll be sure to keep you updated on whatever comes out of that, but in case you were wondering what Bill Maher has been up to, you are definitely listening to the wrong podcast. In any event, Mars show Real Time won't be coming back as promised next week after all, pending the outcome of this new round of contract negotiations. Mars said last week that he would bring back the show without writers, a decision the WGA called, quote, disappointing, as they should have. The union had also planned to picket the show, but really, we should all picket this man anyway. Yeah. I just feel like we all got a list of people we just can't deal with, and he's on my list. Understandable. And finally, in this edition of Lost and Not Quite Found, the U.S. military yesterday said it lost an F-35 fighter jet in South Carolina. Mm. Just lost it. <laughs> this makes me feel better as like a person who loses things. <laughs> I have yet to lose a jet. It happened on Sunday after the pilot of the aircraft was forced to eject themselves during a training mission after some sort of quote-unquote mishap on board. The military has since found a debris field north of Charleston where the aircraft went missing. Thankfully, the pilot is all right, but the very expensive, very advanced F-35 jet is probably not. It was apparently left on autopilot, so it's possible that it just kept flying around for some time. Search efforts have been concentrated north of Joint Base Charleston, near the jet's last known location and where the debris has since been located. And you might be wondering the same thing as South Carolina Congresswoman Nancy Mace, who tweeted this very important question yesterday. How the hell do you lose an F-35? How is there not a tracking device? And we're asking the public to what? Find a jet and turn it in? <laughs> yes, that's what we're asking, Nancy. We need find my iPhone for the jet. Where is OnStar? <laughs> Where is OnStar when you need them, okay? <laughs> anyway, those are the headlines. Just a couple of quick things before we go. Extremely dumb book bans are on the rise, so if you want to show everyone how you feel about them, check out our Free the Books merch from the Crooked Store. Express your appreciation for literature and our comrades, the Orcas, with tees and magnets inspired by Free Willy. These have a very scholastic book fair vibe, in case you need to remember the good old days when racist parents weren't successfully threatening librarians' jobs. Hightail it over to crooked.com store to shop. 
And two, a very happy book birthday to moi. My new book, Historically Black Phrases, From I Ain't One of Your Little Friends to Who All Gonna Be There is out today. Wherever you get fabulous books and where you get bad ones too, we're everywhere. I appreciate all the support. And this weekend, for those of you in the Boston area, I'll be doing a book talk with the All She Wrote bookstore about my first book, We See Each Other, A Black Trans Journey Through TV and Film. We've got a link in the show notes with all the information you need for either of these. Come have some fun with me. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, shame Bill Maher out of existence, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading and not just books by an of-the-moment and in-demand culture reporter like me, uh-huh, well, today's also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Trayvell Anderson. I'm Josie Duffy Rice. And come, come get, get your, your fighter, fighter jet. jet. If you can find it. I'm about to say, it's tucked away in my garage somewhere. Ugh. You know, it's on a farm in the middle of nowhere outside of Charleston or something. I truly hope someone found the fighter jet and just decided to keep it and never gets caught. Because that's a lesson that the American <laughs> military should learn from. <laughs> What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Our show's producers, Itzy Quintanilla, Raven Yamamoto, and Natalie Bettendorf are our associate producers. And our senior producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats to keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.